When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always. Hope this finds you doing well, feeling good. How you doing? Everybody all right? Everybody doing okay? You know, it's weird. Uh, By the way, I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. And thanks to all of you for uh, watching and listening. If you're watching, uh, another reminder on WarChant TV, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, subscribes? That's like the second time in the last two, 10 days I've done that. Where the hell is this coming from? The plural. Are you watching Letterkenny at all? No. Oh. I don't know where this is coming yeah. from. It's very strange. There's a lot of plurals in Letterkenny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. It's odd. Anyhow, uh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of like my own little lingo. <laughs> Subscribes. Make sure you subscribe, yo. Anyhow, the thing is, um, you got to like and subscribe and pass it around and do all those things. You know, you know, uh, th- this this is fascinating. I've got a thing. It's moved over into. Uh, okay, so I, this is a better way of explaining it. Uh, you know, when you mow a lawn, and uh, men, you understand what I'm talking about, and and maybe some of you women do too. But when you mow a lawn, there is extreme satisfaction. And having done so, the mowing itself is whatever. It can be cathartic at times. I tend to listen to podcasts while I'm doing it. Um, but anyhow, the point would be afterwards, you stand out there. It's a cliche, it's a meme. People use it all the time the way that we stand tall, proud, as if we had just conquered a country and we're looking across the landscape in celebration of our achievement, right? The, one of the things that is satisfying about it is obviously you can see. That uh, the the time put in, the the toil, the effort, all of it that you've done, there is a clear result. This is this is what we wrought. This is what we did, and that's very satisfying. And in that way, I think most men, if asked to do chores around the house, would tell you, I also like to vacuum. If you have a carpet, now we went all hardwood, so there's very little carpet in my hey house now. anymore. It's the only way to go. <laughs> oh, you know you got. <laughs> A lot of jokes there. But, uh, you, you, you know, when I had nothing but carpet, I would volunteer when my wife would say, this weekend we're getting it together. The house has gotten a little messy. Let's get it together, you know. You got some things out in the garage you got to clean up. You got to do, what do you want to do? Do you want the bathroom or do you want to vacuum? I'm vacuuming. I got the vacuuming. You get after that bathroom all day long if you want. I'll get this vacuuming done. And I liked it. I would go out and get the scented uh, carpet uh, freshener and all. Love that. my carpet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, there was so, there's there's so many different types, but uh, I would I would do that. But I would vacuum, and I'd get the same sort of satisfaction from having vacuum that I get from mowing the lawn. You know, you stand and you gaze upon your successes. I now have seen, as an aside, just happened, just happened this morning. I really can't get things done if there's a dish in the sink anymore. Really? Can you believe it? 
Not a singular dish. Now, this is a guy. If there are people listening to this show that knew me in college, or God forbid, even before that, you would be floored to hear that because I wasn't the cleanest roommate. Now, I didn't infringe upon your space with my filth, but yeah, I was pretty messy. Well, you infringed pre- upon the common areas with the filth, I'm sure. To some degree. Yeah. Yeah. But now, I again, I was always respectful for that. Like if 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 my one of my roommates were to come in and be like, "What the hell?" and that was mostly my stuff, I, I'd get that cleaned up. I'm not an ass in that right. way. Right. You yeah. pile it up and move it to the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's off your side now. Yeah, what do you care? Sit down. The yeah. futon's open. No. So, yeah. But now that's what's happened to me. There it is. I have to have, if I'm walking around and I look over and one of the kids has left the dis- dish in there and it's not cleaned, it's not put away. Like I do the once over real quick before I put it in the dishwasher. Always. But I, it's not hard. I've tried to explain this. We do. We got to do a, a once over. Um, and there it is. And so that's uh, that's what happened. I ended up. Uh, a little rinsey rinse. I, I have to. It, I can't go. I can't walk past the kitchen anymore without a glance. It's happened to me now. And then I look upon what I've done with the same sort of satisfaction. You got to be kidding me. So you walk out of there with a tiger fist pump, like a Thursday fist pump, like you just made a good just par a solid, just yeah. a, all right, we're That's all good right. Par because right I left the house to come to the studio to do the show, and I, one of the things that I thought about when I got in the car was that I was really pleased that the sink was uh, was solid. Man, that's not true. I'm looking it up right well, now. I just found out. Oh, damn it, man! It is. It, it is, is true. true. I see it. Ah, oh, come on. That is, well, you know, listen, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. That's the news we're reacting to. Uh, 67 years old, he's passed away. You know, I think it might have been the, whatever the cigarette medication he took. Chantix, yeah. <laughs> Remember the video I showed you with the oh, Chantix? Yes. Well, in college, real quick, there was a study on Chantix. I was in health economics and how it made people suicidal. Now, I hope that's not what happened to Ray oh, here. Oh, no, I'd like to think that's but not it what was, happened. But it was I pretty well proven. hard drinking and smoking for Probably years. so. His yeah. voice would indicate that it, that's the path it, he it went. Was, it was great, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. There, there's a little slice of life in there in Goodfellas, the pack, you know, mm. hour and a half of the movie that went an hour too long. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, it's a shame. I well, obviously everybody's immediately going to rightfully cite Goodfellas with Ray Liotta. Been in a lot of very good films beyond Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, Field of Dreams. But uh, you know, Copland, he's great yep. in Copland. Yeah, he sure is. It's such a good scene in the bar. Again, guys had a rough go. That seemed to mirror in reality probably his existence. Did it not? Like Copland, that character was so well played. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Had some rough times with the ladies. Might have committed insurance fraud. Drank heavily on a Wednesday at noon. Smoked nonstop. That seemed like a Ray Liotta existence. Yeah. Also, it wasn't necessarily his fault, but you know his role in the Sopranos movie. Like, ugh. Yeah. You know, he's a twin. Like for real. What are we doing here? Yeah, that Come was. On. Yeah. Yeah. But but hey. Uh, you know Henry Hill, Goodfellas, all time. Off the cap. Well done. Flick a cigarette butt for him. Man. Karen! <laughs> that was always my favorite, just the way he said it. When she dumps the cocaine. 
how could you do that? And he's so desperate. And I remember laughing at the absurdity, but also having empathy with, you know, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> like, the guy is screaming at the top of his lungs about her dumping bags of cocaine out as the cops enter their premises. And yet you're like, he's right, Karen. What? I mean, what are you doing? You could have hit. That's worth a lot of money. You guys are having, you got real financial difficulties now. What are we going to do without this cocaine? <laughs> that's that's the start of like when you write a, a you know a character that is so flawed, so broken, involved in all the wrong things. We now do it all the time. But the, those are those the anti-heroes that you love. Yeah, I if in my ranking of like listen, he just passed away, so I'm not going to rag on him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his like, no. You don't have to love every element of that movie or whatever else. His character that he's awesome in that movie. Oh yes, there's no yeah, doubt. Yeah, that's, that's a, what I'm saying. Tour de force, you might say. Yeah. Maybe. Also, the fear laughter. Everybody makes fun of that laughter, but that's because he's fearing for his life as he's laughing. And it's a good fear laughter. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh, you captured. That's it. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, we're all uncomfortable yes, in because the he's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, that's... Joe Pesci does not mess around. <laughs> George Carlin bit. Do you remember that? He no. prayed to the god of Joe Pesci. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, it's no. one of the great Carlin bits of all time. Well, well, well. That's my pregame before the Rangers game tonight, yeah, little routine. Yeah, it's really good. He's like, yeah, he's talk, he's, he gets into religion, and he's like, I pray to the god of Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci gets things done. <laughs> it's a great bit. It's a great bit. Hey, Florida State was good yesterday playing baseball. I know, right? Can you believe it? How about that? They weren't just good. They beat that ass. Run ruled Virginia. Right, yeah. The run rule is only available in the tournament ACC such as that. Tournament. First yeah. time Virginia, the Hoos, have been run ruled since 2006, everybody. You don't just run rule Virginia in the ACC tournament like we did. It's been a long time, buddy. Uh, I think the run rule is ridiculous. We are grown-ups. These are men. I don't care if time is of the essence. If you're going to be on the wrong end of a 33-3 to beating, that's the beating you're going to take. We're not run-ruling nothing. Yeah, People can score 10 runs in an inning. It happens. Hell, it just happened to the Pirates the other night. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Given the way we manage the bullpen right. sometimes, though, it saves us an inning. There you go. Or no, no, two. I'm pleased. Yeah. I'm very pleased. Um, that's right. He was the dad in blow. That very, he was so disappointed. He was so Not sad. Mike Martin Jr. Not Mike Martin Jr. No, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. I'm going to yeah. keep coming back to this. Died in his sleep. Well, yes. He was also in uh, Hannibal. He's in a gazillion things, yeah, actually. Yeah, the sequel to, yeah. yeah, which was not as good. It was terrible. Uh, when you flip around, you'll find, you're like, oh, there's well, Ray Liotta's in this. And a lot of times you're like, Ray was hard up for some cash. Yep. Ray's, Ray's in this, is he? You to know. my generation, one yeah. of his most famous roles was as Tommy Versetti. In Grand Theft Auto Vice City, he and was the voiceover. Funny as hell. Oh, it, yes. the whole thing is funny. That whole video well, game is amazing. Theft Auto rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah, never gets old. He's in unlawful entry. We could keep going. That, by the way, that movie title is. He had a bit part in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's not true. That's not, That's not true, true at all. Yeah, um, yeah. The heart can take only so much abuse. Is Life Spectator's observation now? Of course, none of us actually knowing Ray Liotta from Adam uh, as the person, but those those Chantix commercials, the, the <laughs> and the spoofs thereof. Oh yeah. well, the my guy online is the best, but yeah, the Chantix commercials are. We kind of 
it's not it's not a game we play anymore on the show. It's kind of moved into the realm of uh, uncouth. Probably always was, but you know people are so sensitive anymore. And I do enough things to get myself in trouble on here or say enough things. But back in the day on the JCS, we had death pools. I'm not going to run from it. And a lot of times you'd look for, uh, you know, you wanted something tangible. You wanted evidence of an impending uh, calling card, right? We, we, well, I right, remember that. Right. And so for years I bet on Bob Hope, my shoes are brown. And uh, I used to talk about, you know, my man was a mess at all times. Every time they rolled him out there. And he never died. He never died. He was always, I was like, this is unbelievable. Bob Hope was old in the yeah. 1960s. Yep. He's up there how is he still alive? The infamous Keith Richards. Yeah, well, now and Keith, I see how he's still alive. He's an alien. Right. Along with Willie Nelson. Well, and the sports never version. never going to die. Who's the sports version? Hubie Brown, because he's still working. And good. Yes. He doesn't suck. He's pushing 90. Very few people past the age of 80 have anything of any importance to say or do. Now, Vince th- Gully. does it mean we don't love them? Does it mean they're not important? Does it mean you can't sit down and pick their brain and learn from their experiences? For, I'm yes. talking about professionally on the air as, as, as whatever, right? That typically you're like, mm. Don't pick their brain over dessert. Only in appetizer settings. Because <laughs> by the time it gets to dessert, that's when the cuckoo comes out. Now, what I'm saying is, uh, I'm just saying, like, when you, I, what I mean is, if you're an, so in broadcasting terms, you hear guys in their 80s that are still doing anything. It's very rare, first of all. But secondly, you're always on the edge of your seat. You're usually kind of, is he going to say something wildly inappropriate? Because of a certain generation. The previous one. Mm, several. Pre- yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, I can, uh, maybe my dad's dad. Like, going back, like our, great, our granddad's generation. If they, you know, had a couple of pops and they were in their 80s, you're like, mm, something most yeah. unfortunate could be uttered at the dinner table here. And it doesn't have to be just like I think everybody driving is thinking it's racism, which you did worry about from a certain generation, certainly. Hell, any generation. But you, you it could be anything. It could be anything where you're like, eh, it's not 1937. Yeah. You just can't call, describe a woman that way. Right, right. Uh, that's my pop-up lang. But he was, it was Brooklyn. It was Brooklyn in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. I mean, and that was a very segmented place. It's like, here's your neighborhood. Do not leave right, your neighborhood. Right, right. And, and that could be everybody that, could that be, ever came here. It could be German and Irish. No, that's what know? I mean. Everybody had a role, and it was clearly defined right. in the eyes of the people mm-hmm. of that generation. It was all. It's like, if you want to go see the Italians, do so on Saturday morning. Yeah. You go to the butcher shop, the pasta shop, you go in. But you got to be out by like four. The problem done is, by of four. course, that whole generation didn't call them the Italian neighborhood not. or the Irish neighborhood or the black neighborhood. or They, they didn't. You know, the they, interesting thing about that time was they called each other the worst names, and they did so to each other's faces. Well, that, that's the worst. It was the almost best like a, it, it was almost like NAFTA Equal opportunity hate. It, it was like speech. NAFTA for slurs. You know, <laughs> just free trade. That's right. I am, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is what you are. Yeah, yeah. That'll be three fifty. Now let's have a beer. Three fifty. It was three and a quarter last week. Yes, I am saying Preston, don't listen to Mike Francesca, but, uh, Francesca. But yeah, but but so back to this. Uh. Well, where, where where was I going with that? I I, I think we need to go back to uh, <laughs> baseball. We probably need to go back to the Knowles winning big. I'm shook by Ray Liotta's death. I am. Who I'm wouldn't sad. be? Oh yeah, yeah. The Chantix commercials. When I saw the Chantix commercials, had we still had a death pool on the JCS, is where I was going. Uh, I would have told you 
my man, Ray Liotta is moving to the forefront here. Right, he right. may not be the leader in the clubhouse, but Ray's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Ray needs our help. Thank God he finally stopped smoking right there at the end. You know who outlasted Ray Liotta? Isn't Anthony Hopkins still kicking? Oh, yeah, he's doing great. That's unbelievable. Yeah, he's doing great. Anthony Hopkins is dead sober and has been for like 50 years. Still. I'm saying but there's a big been... difference. Ray Liotta wasn't sober yesterday I, before he died. I got you. T- uh, is my guess. But for 20 years, Anthony Hopkins looks like he could be on the brink. I mean, really. He's like, every word, you're like, ooh, man, that's a fragile word he's uttering there. This- he's good at it, though. I mean, he gets into characters oftentimes that seem fragile. But if you see him like on his Instagram, he's great. Oh really? Yeah, he's great. You There's can, consensus here. He's worth following. Why do I why do I not know about Anthony Hopkins' Instagram? He's great. Go follow him. He's awesome. He he okay. actually has little words of wisdom as one might suspect right, from Anthony right. Hopkins. And, it, and he's just he's I don't know, he's a lovely human being. He really is. I mean, the only reason I followed is I stumbled across one time a little speech he gave on his birthday, and it was lovely. It was just the, the the sweetest sentiment ever. In the three hours a day, he can be awake. Because I feel like that's well, all the energy he has. That's all the energy one needs at that age. <laughs> three hours? That's right. Yeah. I, I, you know, you can get down at three hours. You have a little fun. Have a little nap. Eat a little lunch. Have, have a, a little, little nap. Six-hour nap. Yeah, whatever it might be. He uh, He's doing great. He's doing just fine. Is that a Triscuit? He's doing, you know, you'd like to have tea with Anthony Hopkins. You would. Oh, totally. Yeah. He and Michael Caine, before they went, if you could sit, oh my goodness, that would be amazing. But that's why you can't put Anthony Hopkins next to Chantix. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, it, it's it's a handicapped race. It's like a scratch golfer playing against a 20 handicap. You know, mm. it's going to be close. Mm. It's going to be close. Just an offset there. There's an offset at the start. <sighs> Rest in peace, Ray Liotta, and get you some of that Virginia. Get you some of that UVA. 13 to 3 out of nowhere. Now, I tweeted this last night. I don't tweet as much anymore. Uh, but I did last night because I couldn't help. I was compelled. Reese Albert hit a home run. And I'm going to admit something before we go to break. It's a long first segment. But, I mean, paying honor to the Ray Liotta. Uh, I began to resent Reese Albert this year. This is, all per- this is a me problem. What? Oh, yeah, it's a me problem. Why this year? That doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, I feel like it'd be in previous years. He hit like a child. And I was getting so tired. I'm like, what are we doing with rolling Reese Albert out here out of pity? Like, why? I'm sorry you screwed up your shoulder. It's a shame. It's a shame. But my man is out here with zero home runs in college baseball. It's ridiculous. And I thought, well, you know, I get it. We keep rolling him out there. He's hitting 298. 298 in college isn't great, especially when you have zero home runs, Tom. Zero. It's He was the batty. He, he, a slappy. A slappy. 12 doubles. You're trying. Well, he's opsing around 800. I mean, you A know. slappy. And so I was so frustrated all year long. I was like, man, come on now. We don't have to keep out of sympathy. Rolling Reese Albert out here just because he's in year nine. He's on bases 400. And he's got very little chance to play at the next level. We don't have to just keep playing him because we, you know, because we respect and love that he's fought hard to come back from the injury. Clearly, that hasn't worked. And so yesterday, in a blowout, when he pimped the hell out of that home yeah, run, you get you some. You better pimp. It's probably the last one you're ever going to hit in your life. 
And so there it was. He hit that home run, and I went, all the resentment left me. I went, all right, good for you. Oh, so this is a story of healing. Okay. Yeah. My, he didn't know he was loathed by me. I'm admitting to it publicly because I have forgiven. And it's a me problem, not a him problem. And yet you forgive him. I do. I do. It's, it's Again, a you it's problem, me, but you forgive. I'm forgiving okay. him for causing my angst. This feels like a screenplay that Anthony Hopkins would read. I just kind of was thinking, you know, you've caused much consternation this year to go along with so many on that team. So it's my fault, but I have to forgive him. <laughs> yes. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the weirdest team all, of all time, though. They are. They are strange. They're strange even by college baseball standards. They're strange by Florida State college baseball standards over, say, the last handful of years where you would watch that team lose in glorious fashion if you're the other team doing the winning uh, and and most frustrating uh, to watch only to turn around and feel really positive about the possibility of a, a big win streak against a really yep. good team. That's who they've been this year. Oh, there are two years where they're dead on March 25th and they go to Omaha. I know. I know. And so, who knows? 13-3. Uh, to 3, I'll get into some of that and some Florida State football and more Ray Liotta talk. Damn it, man. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply you can ask them please Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. In addition to uh, winning 13-3 yesterday, I should note that Florida State takes on Notre Dame today at 3 o'clock and advances to uh, advances to the uh, semis if they, uh, in fact, beat uh, Notre Dame. And, uh, hey, you know, sure, sure. Maybe they'll run rule Notre Dame. Don't you feel like that's more of a possibility now because they go in streaks? It's all or nothing, not alternating all and nothing. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, That's the correct answer. I don't I tried know. to trick you. That's the correct I, answer. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. To, is Corey with us? I, he'll know. Corey Clark, WarChant.com, joins me for our Thursday chat. Corey, how much hatred is in the air today when Florida State and Notre Dame meet? Just think of that, this emanating from both these managers, probably once beloved friends, now certainly stone-cold enemies. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Meats told both of us several times how much he hates Link Jarrett and wishes he wasn't in the profession. So, yeah, it's a good point. I'm glad we're starting there. Yeah, I don't think he's ever said that, of course, but I'm going to project that on him because I think he does. I think he does. It'd be cool if he beat him, right? Cool if meat beat Link. Yeah, but he has. Yeah, that's the yeah, other thing. I not, mean, not this year, though, right? No, they didn't beat him this year. Last and year, the last year they did. Kitchen, 
the kid that's pitching for Notre Dame today is uh, he's the one that outdueled Messick when they pitched uh, uh, la- uh, earlier in the year. Like the kid, I think struck out twelve, walked one. Gave so that means uh, that means days. we're both picking Florida State ten, Notre Dame nothing. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Once mm-hmm. I mean, once this once those bats get turned on, man, they don't. They you don't can't turn those off. things it's like off. A, it's like a fire hydrant. So. It's just going to go and go and go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what to say about that team. That was funny yesterday. What was it? Uh, I think they were. 500. They hit 500 with runners in scoring position yesterday. Yeah. Baseball's weird. Baseball's weird, though, right, Corey? I mean, here's the thing. We bring this up all the time. There have been games where they left, like, 15 guys on base, and then I remember thinking, well, you know, if the object is to get on base, they did a really good job today. The The, the gripe this year has been not so many of those days where they left everybody on base and just were a little unlucky with runners in scoring position because that happens in baseball. It's been that people don't get on base. Hmm. Correct. Yeah, that's the problem. They had the worst, they had the worst on base percentage in the uh, in the ACC, or did um, until yesterday. So yeah, it's uh, it's troubling. I like my lighting. I feel like uh, I forgot my uh, I forgot my big lighter down in Tallahassee, like the thing that lights up my video. And so now I look like I'm in The Godfather. I got the all black. It's kind of shady. How dark. fitting is it on a day we lose Ray Liotta? Man, how sad is that? I love that dude. Shook me up to start the show, man. I was on yeah. the air before I was aware of this, and like the first thing that pops up in the feed is "Rest in peace, Ray Liotta." Or actually, they didn't even say that. They just said something about Ray Liotta. I was like, "Well, well why is somebody mentioning Ray Liotta on my feed? This is not good." Because you know that's what we all do. You instantly yeah. you, you're terrified. Plus, if you'd seen the Chantix commercials, you know Ray hadn't been looking good. No, but he still was only, I mean, only 67. That's Yeah, not, but Ray that's was 67 going on 105. Yeah, I mean, yeah we he both, lived a life, hadn't he? He lived through the 80s. He, he did some things in the 80s. Yeah, some things as in a lot of cocaine. Correct. Well, I mean, we, we, we're, that's alleged. We don't no, know. No, he admitted it. He's, oh, he's, yeah, good. he's admitted go. in interviews that I've read. My man wasn't trying to hide from something. You smoke two packs a day, you got to be on something. Right, true. Yeah, so, but going back to baseball and not Ray Liotta, R.I.P. Ray, um, I, that was just a like, who would have thought, number one, uh, Ferrer and Tibbs are the real deal. We know they can hit. They've been their best hitters all year. All year long. Reese Albert hitting a ball 430 feet or whatever that was, just completely out of nowhere, like hitting it out of the stadium. Yeah, It's like, oh, okay, well, that's – we were just talking about him on headlines. Like, I saw him hit home runs to left field um, three years ago, and yeah. now he doesn't hit them anywhere. And for him to hit it like that – but again, it's like, man, it's, it's, it, was ex- it was cool that they won the game, but I don't know, man. Maybe if they go on a run and somehow win the tournament, you feel differently about this team. But I think our our feelings about this team are true. We they could get swept in the regional. They could win the regional. We literally have no idea. I think the bigger the biggest development, and it wasn't developed. Maybe you'd want, like it to. Hubbard was better, but he Hubbard wasn't still great. isn't. He's not pitching like an ace like he did at the beginning of the season, and that's troubling because you can't just use Messick and Crowell for and get out of a regional. You can't do it. Yeah, he got he started well yesterday, but then did not look like the guy that can dominate. I mean, he still ended up I mean, you know, when you think about an ace you don't think about a guy who goes four innings for you and gives up three runs. Yeah. And so his last three his last three games, Miami, uh, UNC, and then this one, his three starts he's pitched a total of ten innings. That doesn't get it done, man. That's not what, what Florida State's strength is those two guys in the to start a, to start a series. And now it seems like it's just one guy and Messick needs to have a good outing today or otherwise you're going to be a little worried about him in a regional because he, he hasn't been good his last two starts. I would say this, and I've thought this as the year has went on and, and, and no matter the results, 
I feel like Parker Messick is built that way. Like, that's a guy that you can have a little faith in. I know that he hasn't been as good, nobody has, on this team on the road as he has been at home. But if you are relying on a singular pitcher on this staff, it's Messick, and we all yeah. would agree on that. And we think, without that much hesitation, that he could go out and pitch really well today. It wouldn't be surprising to any of us. If you name almost any other pitcher on this staff, if you said that we were relying on that pitcher to go out and have a great game for us today, we would all say hesitantly that uh, you know we were hopeful. Whereas with Parker Messick, you can say with confidence, I think he'll, he, he's, you know, wouldn't surprise me to see him go out and pitch really, really well today. Yeah, and, and look, man, say they win the game and they move to the semifinals. I don't – I mean, they've won a bunch – they win ACC baseball tournaments a good bit. Yeah. I don't remember any of them, and neither do any of you. No. They just – they don't – nobody cares about them when you lose the next week or the week after that or lose in Omaha. Nobody's like, well, yeah, but remember the ACC championship? I'm interested in how many coaches today because I think it will be a – or managers today because I think it will be a glimpse into what the postseason is going to be. If Messick gets you six innings and you're winning two to one, who pitches the seventh? Is Montgomery an option at all? Or is he just a dude you're going to save for the weekend? I want to see that. That's all I care about is I don't care if they win the ACC tournament. Good luck. I hope it happens, but I don't care. I want to see what he's going to do with Montgomery and Dunn and Hare and Crowell out of the bullpen. I agree. that to me is as important as Hubbard. Yeah, I agree. He got his lineup right yesterday. If you look yeah. at the way that he placed the order of the lineup, he got the lineup right yesterday. And and so, I don't know. He's This has been a – I think this is a true statement. Tell me if you agree. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on this. It's been a tough year for me. Yeah. I, I don't feel like he's been um, commiserate to the baseball knowledge I think he possesses. I don't think he's managed to the baseball knowledge that I give him credit for having. I don't think this has been a good year for him. It's been bizarre because it's not just he he shuffles the lineup and he never has a set lineup. It's it's they don't have set positions. Like one day Logan Lacy started the season in center field and we were told he's the best center fielder they've ever seen. And I know he's been injured, but he wasn't playing center the whole time even before he got injured. Then he's at third sometimes. You don't know who your second baseman is half the time. Um, it's it's a first baseman now. Brock Mathis is sometimes your first baseman if a lefty's pitching. So yeah, it's it's been odd. Um, I do think the bats have come around. I know they just got shut out by Notre, by North Carolina the game before, but if you've been watching them the last five or six games, they were putting together better bats. They weren't striking out a ton. Even the game they got shut out by North Carolina, they struck out four times. So there was something to build on. But, um, yeah, it's been, an, it's been odd. And he's, you don't want to be 56 games in your season and not who, know who your number three starter is and not know who your seventh inning guy is. And I don't think they know that. The seventh-inning guy part of that equation bothers me more, oddly enough, because I feel like they've thrown a lot of guys at the problem for that Sunday starter, your third starter. It's not their fault. They don't know who it is because everybody they've put in that role sucked. Right. So, I mean, yeah. he's juggled. He's tried. He's put people out there and said, like, this is your chance to go win it, and nobody's taken it. Who's gone out there on a Sunday you know, in a series and said, it's mine, and dominated? Nobody. No, Dunn did against not good teams. Oh, in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, but once ACC started, it wasn't him. And it's like, man, I just don't know how you see Montgomery, the way he pitched in those two closer situations. Right. To then run him back out there on a Sunday. or it just it, It's not working. But you have an elite arm that it's your job to utilize. It's your job as the manager that gets paid money to figure out the best way he can help your team. And Carson Montgomery's not helping your team really in any way, shape, or form right now. But he's too good a pitcher not to. Well, he misses so bats. Out. So towards the end of games, when it's all on the line and you're not good defensively, you want a guy that can miss bats. He can miss bats. He's got great yeah. stuff for an inning 
maybe two. I mean, that's where he would be best utilized, one would think. I think it's no-brainer. I don't think this is a tough decision. Yeah, but it'll be Scolaro probably. You know, it'll probably be Scolaro in the seventh today. And that, that's, that's what I wonder about. Is like, That's what I want to see. Like, just give Montgomery a chance. Now, look, he, maybe he pitches the eighth inning because they are awful in the eighth inning and have been all year. <laughs> What's maybe that number again? What's that record? It, I, I haven't looked it up since then. Maybe they've scored. Maybe yeah. they scored some in the eighth yesterday. To they did even up, but it was thirty-six to three at one point. They were outscored in the eighth inning. But let Montgomery get a shot in this game that doesn't really matter at all, just to see. And then you go into a regional where you have Montgomery. If he yeah, does yeah. well, you have Montgomery and Hare, and Crowell. Those are three really good arms out of the bullpen. If you can trust Montgomery to do it, I just think he's much more valuable getting you three outs in the eighth inning or seventh inning in a high leverage spot than giving you three and a third to start a game on Sunday. When are you and Aslan getting together for Wake Up? What's, what's, what should we be expecting? Oh, we've already done it. So, uh, it, it'll, you know, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. Okay. You'll get your Wake Up War chant at, uh, at, at midnight. It, it drops, so you can listen <laughs> to it. It's a Renegade Express edition, so we answer all the people's questions. Right. One by, Somebody asked this, and I want you to do this after the break, if okay. you can answer it. All right. The, the, the maddest you've ever been. Somebody asked it, you the maddest you've ever been about Florida State? That was on the Renegade Express. No, not about Florida State. Just in life. Oh, good question. All right, I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it. We have that yeah. to look forward to. Thanks for teasing on the Jeff Cameron Show. It's what I do, baby. It's <laughs> what I do. World champ for life. Later, brother. The ad that just played here locally on 93.3 Real Talk Radio involving our, or the liner that you heard just as we were coming back, my friends Chad and Shannon, I may be giving them a, a call, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans, um, maybe maybe little, as soon uh, as next month. Summer relocation? No, I, I, I think at the end of the day, without being too long-winded, I want to get some of their advice, uh, not on a home loan this time around, but you know they, they're experts on all things involving this process, um, home loans, but also if you needed to draw against your home to perhaps mm-hmm. add. Buy a boat. <laughs> Whatever it might be, I, I, I certainly trust Chad and Shannon in that process, and, I, and I'm going to, in fact, uh, get their advice on this because I don't think I'm moving. Okay. I think I'm going to wait. You're going to do an expansion? Oh, yeah. The back deck is just yeah. going to be the entirety of your backyard? I, one now, giant back deck? If I didn't have dogs, that, that would be an option. I'd have a great time with that. Just a b- giant back deck with a uh, you know, a fire pit and a cooler. That's Three holes of mini golf? Oh, how great would that be? But I want to learn. I want to know what I should do involving that process. And that's where... Chad and Shannon can help me out. The legendary team, Hamilton Home Loans. Give them a call today if you have similar type questions or if you're actually moving and you want to get a home loan and you need to figure out the uh, best mortgage process. Well, it's it's with Hamilton Home Loans. Plus, they're Knowles. They're diehard Knowles. You guys can commiserate. They even like it. Like you can just call and you start talking about your what, what you're trying to do, sell one home, buy another, whatever it might be. But then if you bring up the Knowles, like, well, hold on, we'll talk about the loans in a second. Let's talk about the Knowles. They'll get into it with you, which is a good thing. 844-FSU-LOAN, also FSUHomeLoans.com. So we were asked, Corey said they were asked a question on uh, the Renegade edition of Wake Up War Chant, which was the maddest you've ever been in your life about anything. Mm-hmm. The uh, There are very few things as I got, I, I bring this up as a criticism of myself all the time, um, that I matured late in life. Like I, I didn't have real good balance in my life until I was older, older than I think I should have been. 
it's easy for me to reflect on that now. But I was a pretty immature, say, 24-year-old, whereas Tom is, was the antithesis. And Tom was very mature for his age. It's one of the first things I ever noticed about him when I met him. And, um, and so because of that, I do have a lot of silly moments where I allowed that useless emotion to get the best of me. Anger, that is, where I can think of anger. You know, that's how you get in dumb things like fights. Like, grown-ups don't get in fights. Like, you, once you are mature, and not, not typically. So what it takes for you to get that kind of mad, in my opinion, what, what can anger me is um, when there is a person who is uh, defenseless that's being picked on. Somebody who is, I can't stand bullies. If somebody is ill-equipped to defend themselves or help themselves in, in intellectually or otherwise, and they're being picked on, I can't, I won't abide by that. And if I witness it for any length of time, I can feel that in the pit of my stomach, the, the rage beginning to happen to, to a point where I think even at this age, I could hurt somebody um, or I'd be tempted to, to put an end to that sort of thing. And I once saw a person push um, somebody who was handicapped to the ground and laugh. And I think that might have been in a moment, like in a flash, yeah. the angriest I've ever been. Now, the immaturity anger I don't want to admit to an assault, but I did harm somebody in college once that mm -hmm. uh, for for something that was I, I mean they deserved the the beating, but it was uh, over the top. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't have done it, but I know that I in that moment I found a rage in me that scared me, and it made me mindful never to reach that place again. So uh, that's an important thing because because then you're out of control literally you don't know what you're going to do and that's that's not a good thing yeah that's the uh the old cliche of people pulling somebody off of another guy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so you you've jarred the memory for a couple of situations mm -hmm. in which i saw bullying go on and i had something to do with the bullying not not as the one as in oh the answer yeah, yeah, yeah because you were mad save that for a bellying up uh, because there are some things that i would say on bellying up i can't say here sure admissions sure. that i would make uh, sure. I'll stay out of family anger too. That's not for the air, but um, so I'll stay very much in that collegial atmosphere. Okay, you know the story. I know the one that yes is involving popcorn or some sort of food. Oh no, that's a good one. <laughs> that was my roommate. Yeah, he would not clean up. Oh my goodness, he yeah. was the biggest stoner in the world. That's a good one. And so I what what did he value most? And that was his bowl of popcorn. So I slapped the hell out of that thing out of his lap, and I said, "You clean this up, and you clean up what you're supposed to clean up." <laughs> and he <laughs> and I didn't hit him. I hit the bowl of popcorn, and he looked at me like, "Why?" And I'm like. You know what damn well why. I love that he was more concerned about the loss of popcorn. Yes, than that he was tells about you about the task at hand or right. the the pseudo assault. It was the dude, and I saw Cole Bear very nicely, director. Mm. Uh, it was the dude who blew smoke in my face. Cigarette yeah, smoke. yeah, yeah. And, I and know I, that story. I warned him. I said, "Don't do that again." And it wasn't like with rage. No, or, it, was it was very just, calm. Was like, and that's the scary warning. That is the right. we've reached a place now. There and, is no return. And the other people at the party were like, "Yeah, don't don't do that." And he goes, "What?" And oh, does it again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, man, I've never seen. That's where you see red. Yes, mm -hmm. I've never seen red before. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's really dangerous. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. But you have to know that that's in you, right? That, that's that's like once you learn it's in you, you got to okay. Mm -hmm. You're better off extricating and yourself from the situation. I couldn't. Uh, but <laughs> what are you gonna? That was the maddest because 
in any other situation, yeah. I, I had time to process how angry I was, even in the bullying situations. That was the one where I saw dead red, and it, I was like a bull. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, there it is. That's the answer to the question. So that was there you a go, great Gordon. question. That is. It's it's seldom asked. It makes you think. It makes you have to harken back. Sports angry? Is it one of the wide rights? Yeah, I think that. Uh, oddly, was it going for two against Miami instead no, of kicking the extra point? No, no, that didn't bother me. It that, didn't? That, no. Should have. No, it, that one didn't bother me. Um, I, yeah. Clock management, 93. If we had lost, that would be number one. Let me, let me tell you something. Uh this is easily forgotten as we get older and because the man was a legend and responsible for so many wonderful moments in Seminole football history. But Coach Bowden was never great at game organization and clock management. That Corey would agree with that. I think most honest, fair-minded Seminoles would tell you that that was true. I asked you Situationally, both. Situationally, he was not very good. When you were at the happy hour last year, I said, "Do you did you guys know that in the moment? Like, Because we're so situationally aware these days. I think social media brings that to the forefront. You're, it's more present. That, that person's right. always in the conversation, whoever that person is. So I asked in 93, did you guys know that in the stands? And both of you viscerally reacted. Oh, yeah. You were, yes. There were you fair flashed criticisms. back to pure anger. Yeah, there are fair criticisms uh, for any coach. And and Bobby Bowden included. Uh, there were that was a big one. Like, come on, man, we we need to get this aspect together. Um, you know, on the one hand, you'd say that nobody could recruit like that guy if he got in, uh, if he got onto your couch or your dinner table and sat down. I mean, you, that kid was coming to Florida State, and and that is that's a huge compliment. It's a big part of the job. At least it was for a very long time. But he could butcher the ends of games. And uh, that was really troubling and frustrating. And so, you know, I mean, it's fair to bring that up. There were a lot of moments. I, oddly, I think maybe one of the angriest I've ever been was, was it 02 when we lost to Miami? Is that the game that where uh, Greg Jones runs for a gazillion yards and we lose? Is that the Shockey game? That's, I, well, there's so many moments. Yeah. Miami out of a timeout. Why left? Just destroyed us year in and year out. Late in games, they'd call a timeout and invariably – they would run a halfback screen that would go for 80. It was crazy. On the backside tight end drag in the red zone. I'm all Nobody ever covered day that. long. Drove me nuts. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Oddly, I don't know if I consider this sort of a kiss my ass on Main Street moment. We always like to document those. But a short segment allows me to do so here. Uh, I think, Tom, this might. Michelle Wee has stepped away for good from uh, golf. How old do you think Michelle Wee is, given how long she was in the news for uh, a preternatural skill at a very young age? The feeling is it never translated into the prodigy she was thought to be. She does have a major. Uh, She did win five times on tour, I think it is. Might be ten. Should double check that, Jeff. Uh, and and she made a bunch of money. But what do you think? Thirty three. She's thirty two. Thirty two. So I looked up uh, career earnings and the like, and this is where I went with the could be a kiss my ass on Main Street moment. And that is that, um, and she was largely criticized, especially as she withdrew from certain tournaments uh, several times. Uh, she became for a brief period of time a person that would post an eighty. You know, three yep. on a professional yep. event, mm-hmm. at a professional event, and then leave, like withdraw, and you'd go, really? 
tough round. We're going to call it a day, are we? Like, there are people who are obviously hurting in withdrawal from a tournament. And you're like, okay, Tiger can barely walk. Got it. Uh, but there have been a couple of Michelle Wee moments where you're like, you just didn't play well. I'm not so sure I'm buying this. But so she got ripped for a while there. And um, turns out she made in her career between endorsements and career earnings on the tour itself, she made over $6 million. But with the endorsement deals that she once signed, I was able to come up with a figure somewhere in the neighborhood. I don't know what she's worth now, but at one point, she made well over $30 million. If you walk huh. away, if you walk away at 32 years of age in your chosen profession of any kind and you have over 30 million dollars or so or thereabouts, that's a kiss my ass on Main Street. That's interesting. So she was ahead of her time then because now mm -hmm. I think that same trajectory oh, would have made her hundreds, hundreds of millions. Of millions. Yeah. Yeah. She, at one point she had a brief deal, a couple of deals, endorsement deals worth about 10 million. So she yeah, that's that's she was doing some things. Hour number 2 forthcoming. Stay with us Jeff Cabot show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.